Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. <laughs> Jared Brandon, way down in Nashville. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. <laughs> That's the musical version. Uh, we're going to have a super fun time. We got uh, Big Jared on the line. We That's got right. little Tony over here. It's right on Jerry Small. And uh, medium me. <laughs> uh, so very glad that you are joining us. Um, if it's your very first time, yeah. uh, then this is what we're going to do next. <laughs> Everything is going to be a first for you. You're going to love uh, it. Uh, starting right. now. Uh, it's a good we've got a great guest on the line. Uh, who are you, guest? Tyler Casey Rhines. Boston, Massachusetts. Hey. <laughs> there we go. We got a lot of Bostonians. Uh, we got a faction down there. Yeah. We just feel like we need a Teamster, like a union <laughs> of Bostonians. Look for the union label. Uh, supporters down there <laughs> and builders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Tyler, it's great having you on. Tyler is one of our Patreon supporters at the Grand Poobah level. Oh, yes. Uh, the cream of the crop, the tip of the top. The top of the heap. Yes, all those things. Um, and, hey, and he's been uh, supporting one. us for a long time, and we could not appreciate it more. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a treat and a privilege to be supported by these people. The yes. So, um, aside from that support... And he's wicked cool. Yes. And <laughs> he has an amazing guitar clip. Oh, wait. Well, we'll learn well, more about that later. Had might be the uh, operative term. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna find out all we're gonna find all about uh, uh, Tyler here uh, coming up in our interview, and uh, looking forward to that. In the meantime, yes. we've got a few things to kick around. Uh, I wanted to share something. We got often we get notes from people, and I hey, listen, if you're thinking about. Writing us if you if you just want to share anything, honestly, just send it in uh, over at uh, at Instagram. That's probably the best way to do it. Or you can email me. Um, so this is from Karsten Timothy Carroll, and he says, "How's that, Karsten? Karsten? It's like K uh, C A R S T E N." Yes, Karsten. Just like I said. Okay, very Karsten. nice. Nicely said, Karsten Timothy Carroll. Uh, it says, howdy, my name is Karsten. I've been listening to you guys since before the pandemic. Thank you so much for the wonderful content you make. You inspire me with every episode to continue to play, practice, and make music. I hope you guys keep on rocking for a long time to come. After listening for so long, I finally come up with what I hope is a fun would you rather. Oh, yeah, so we'll, we got, we oh, got that, that for later. Yeah. Nice. I got it all loaded up. He says, I'm a primarily a bass player, so that motivated the Would You Rather. Mm. Yes. So, uh, Karsten, thank you so much for just sending that really kind note. Um, I've got some good news for Karsten in my in my music world this week. Oh, excellent. Um, when I'm done talking, then you can... No, <laughs> Let's just go right yeah. over to that. Anyways, thanks a lot, Karsten. And hey, if you got some nice thoughts to send, or even if you want to throw rocks at Todd, you can do that too. Rocksfortodd.com. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, we are going to be approaching the holiday seasons rapidly ho, ho, as ho, we do this. Ho. And we're probably going to have a, like a seasonal wrap-up. I think we should. We can have Santa back. Uh, yes. Santa knob. <laughs> Santa knob, yeah, indeed. <laughs> Anyhow, but for right now, we need to find out what's going on in our music worlds this week. Tony, <laughs> over so, to you. I'm so glad you're you asked, dying. Tom. I just wanted to, to tell us. I'm excited about this. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm excited. What have you been writing down? I've been writing my manifesto. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it makes Connor. me sad. <laughs> no. So <laughs> as, as I'm perusing the uh, interwebs and things like that, I mm -hmm. get these notifications. And one of these notifications was from uh, Julian's Auction House. And this Julian? Julian. Julian. Julian apostrophe. Julian. Julian. J-U-L-I-E-N. Okay. Apostrophe, yes. Yeah, well, you weren't to help me out. I was trying to go... Uh, okay, anyway. Rocksatod.com. Yeah. Littering, man. And this weekend, um, and it, I mean, it's it's going to be ex post facto, but after the fact. <laughs> oh, you are a wise one. <laughs> yes, I am. I speak Latin, too. Mm -hmm. um, the three-day Dusty Hill from ZZ Top auction. Okay. Yeah, I saw some stuff online from that. Oh, my God. You Just go over. You can Google it, whatever. Look. Just look at the stuff that's in that catalog. I have a feeling Tyler is a, uh, is a ZZ fan. Big time. Yeah. Well, there you go. Get get. Uh, right. Luckily, you're listening to this now before the auction. Yeah. So you have plenty of time to get in there. Um, <laughs> I just thought I'd pick out a couple of highlights. I mean, there's stuff, um, even for, uh, you know, people that can't afford stupid expensive things. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's hats and jackets and sunglasses and belt buckles and, and show, show swag and stuff like that. They're, you know, packaging together in smaller, pa there's going to be a thousand items. Wow. Spread over three days. But a couple of highlights, um, and this one just made me giggle a little bit. The the MTV Award for legs, you know, the, with the little astronaut. Oh uh, wow, uh, that was such that. a big one. The one oh, that my the, gosh. the one that he that he was presented. They uh, they they're expecting it to go for between ten and fifteen thousand dollars. I bet it goes right. more than that. It probably will. But the two things that really, really, uh, just I mean. This is way out of my league and probably out of most people's leagues. Um, so his 1953 P base. I mean, he's got all these other bases, some bowling bases, you know, and things that people made for him. It, there's just some really cool stuff. Does in he there. have a bullia base? A bullia base. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. He might. Well played, Todd. Thank you. Um, the, so they're expecting that one to go for between a hundred and a, uh, between eighty and one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Wow! Oh, the P base. Yeah. Now the one, the fur. Yes. Okay. So the Dean Fuzzy base. Yeah. Um, they're expecting it to go from for, legs. Yes, from the legs video. Yeah. They're expecting that to go for the same price, eighty, uh, 80 to one hundred twenty. I think wow. that one's going to go for yeah. at least double that. Yeah. I mean, Some that's that being museums, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it was in his collection, and yeah. so some people may buy it for museums. Um, I don't I know. So. 
be nice um, to see it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Whoever buys that stuff, take it to the Rock Hall in Cleveland. Put it on display, please. There you okay. go. Uh, okay, so with all that said, and that is pretty dang cool. Tyler, what would you, if you ha- could have something, uh, maybe that you know of or didn't even know of, he's just like, eh, I'd like to have one of his T-shirts or something. Which would be a little bit weird, but I mean, maybe not. There's I don't some know. really cool sport coats. Some sport coats. What? Anything in particular? Maybe a one of those rooster feather hats or something. <laughs> it's a really great question. Um, I would probably go for something, um, something smaller and a little understated, like one of his pair of sunglasses or one of his rings. Ideally, a ring or a piece of memorabilia that has their original name, ZZ King, would be oh. super cool to find. Um, yeah, I, I'm seriously going to take a look and sort by uh, lowest price option and, and, and see what's out there. Maybe, hopefully, snag something. That'd good, be cool. Let really us sick. know if you get anything. Yeah. Now, Tyler, I did not know that they used to be. I did not know ZZ that King? ZZ King. I, yeah. did, I had no idea that. Yeah, uh, I've watched the... Uh, their documentary a couple of times and they obviously were were big bb king fans and uh uh, yeah that's kind of where their original name came from that makes sense wow okay got it um yay (laughs) (laughs) go zz king (laughs) yeah all right well uh thank you tony is there anything else in there that you wanted to share uh it's just just do everybody do themselves a favor go take a look at that catalog you're going to find something that you love. I, I guarantee it. You know, you were talking about the Moon Man thing. Um, I was doing a video, uh, shooting a video in L.A. a couple of years ago, and we were at this production house, and I was in the bathroom, and uh, literally on top of the toilet was like four Moon Men. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? And they're like, yeah, they're, you know... We ran out we, of space. What are, you know, what are we going to put them? I was like, this is crazy. Because I remember the first time those things came out. I mean, that was like uh, that yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. Anyways, and just weird the things, you know. Anyways, we're going to check in with Tyler. Yeah, so that is quite, quite a big one for me. Um, so this week was my birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday! Thank you, gentlemen. And definitely more than a little bittersweet, but uh, the breaking up of my 90s cover band, the Smashing Cranberries. Ah, oh, no. no. Yeah. We, we all got together for some hibachi and some memories. It was actually our bassist Abe's uh, birthday as well to the day. So we celebrated the both of us and our band and uh, it was good. And uh, I also bought a bass and then... Just broadening my musical horizons a bit. Well, very cool. What kind of? Well, we'll get into the. We'll get into that uh, um, in your interview. How about that? You got to just Sounds remember to good. tell us what you got and all that business. Okay. For sure. Uh, Jared, about yourself. Uh, so, if y'all can remember a few episodes back, maybe 10, 20, 30 episodes back, when I was talking about the seventy three seventy four SG Custom that I had refinished. And then uncle Tony Balonski did a great job doing a pick card for it. And, um, this is a, an era of Gibson SG where they had, 
the neck pickup and the pickup shifted up towards the um, uh, the fin- the uh, fingerboard instead of kind of uh, back further towards the bridge. And it was, it just didn't sound right to me. And I thought that was really the main problem. And then it dawned on me just last night, like, you dummy, why don't you just, you know, just cut off the middle pickup? Because it was the way that the, the wiring harness was just that I designed it. It just, it just wasn't, it, it was like the neck and, or I'm sorry, the middle and the bridge were always on. So there was always some extra, uh, you know, wooliness going on, and I couldn't figure it out. I thought it was just the way it was, the guitar was designed. So wrong. So I unhooked that middle pickup, and it sounds fantastic. So for the first time, I'm hearing what this guitar can really do what, and what it uh, really has to offer. So I think what I'm going to do, it just sounds better without the middle pickup, period. So I think I'm just going to take the middle pickup out and uh, just rebuild it as a dummy pickup and make it lighter. And and it, it sounds fantastic the way it is. Which one is this? Uh, Which guitar? It's, the, it's the, the red, the cherry with the white picker. Oh, right, right, right. And with the gold hardware. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. Um, also, since it's the, the holiday, uh, the holidays right now, my little brother got me this bottle of bourbon and, well, I think it's bourbon whiskey. One of the two, it's called Knob Creek and it's smoked maple. And he got it, got it for me like two <coughs> years ago for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I just opened it the other day, and it's the best that I've ever had. It is so good. I wish I would have opened it a lot sooner. <laughs> I bet I'm it's not as good as that, that Cleveland <laughs> stuff. Oh, my God. Is that bottle still in the thing yeah, there? Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> that, that was awful. That bottle no, for this, suckers. This stuff is fantastic. Knob Creek Smoked Maple. If you're ever if you're looking for a good new bourbon to try, I highly re- recommend that. It's really good. Duly noted. Uh well, I mentioned last week that uh what? Wait, Tony. You're saying what are you saying? What about you, Todd? Oh, thanks, Tony. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Todd. Damn it. No, you're fine. Tony was just giving me a goofy look. Uh, I, just, I like I like dead space. Yes. Um, right. So last week I mentioned that I ended up getting that um, Daredevil uh, Northern Creeper. Creep. I did a little tiny demo. I just sent it to Johnny, and I'm like, dude, here. He's like, hey, can I post it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go for it. Oh, my goodness sakes. And I also found out that it was uh, number one of ten. Number one. Number one of ten. Number oh, one. Wow. That's pretty cool. I like that. Number that, one's yeah. always better than number no, two. No. So. Yeah. Uh, then, what? Uh, what came in the mail was the super cool seventy-seven fuzz blender. Yeah. And this is something really, really neato. Um. Uh, this is his his take. He's sort of, sort of like a souped up, jazzed up, uh, so to speak, modified 
top fuel big muff. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Or or as he's called it a, a big puff or a, something like that. And why is that, Todd? Well, because it looks like it's a camel cigarette pack. Yes, it does. Very, very clever. Uh, really, really nicely done. The whole package uh, with a matching like uh, bag with camels on it. I would call that a satchel. A satchel. And anyway, it's got some really great features on it, one of which being a blend and the other one being you can either run it with the classic muff scoop or you can uh, uh, basically turn on the tone or the smoke knob mm. and uh, dial in some some tasty mids. It has a clipping diode as well, uh, selector. It, it just really cool pedal. And, man, that thing has... DB for days. Uh, lots, lots of level to be had on that. Nice. So, yeah. Um, and that sounds fantastic. Sounds big and raw or smooth or scoopy or super gnarly. Uh, really, really great pedal. So nice. thank you so much, Jamie, for sending that out. That is very cool. It's super cool, in fact. It is super cool. Uh, yeah, very pleased with the stuff that he's making over there. So, um, yeah, it's been a fuzztastic week at the uh, Novak household, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, and I think, you know, fortunately, in order to get these pedals hooked up, I had my tour gear designed patch cables. Oh, yeah. Yes, I just reach up oh, at my little box and I pull a handful out and I say, which one's going to work? I'm running low. I'm going to need to restock. So uh, fortunately, if I was to go do that, even right now, yes, I could load up my cart. Load it up. Right. Of all of the C shape and S shape. And, and the various and, and lengths I think like in. eight or ten different lengths. Uh, and then when I check out, I'm going to, in the coupon code, put the guitar knobs. All lowercase, all one word. That's correct. And I'm going to get 15% off my order. One five. 15%. So thank you so much to Tour Gear Designs patch cables for, uh, and, and other cables. Tour, just tourgeardesigns.com for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared. Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right, Tyler, KC Rhines, super duper Grand Poobah. What is your four on the floor? Thank you, Todd. Um, so for me, I really um, am inspired by a lot of Hendrix. Um, and so got to start with uh, Univibe. Uh, and so for me, this has been a journey. I've been searching for years for the right Univibe for me. I've probably tried five or six of them. And I finally settled on the one. And it is the Dunlop Rotovibe. Nice. Yeah, it is a really great sounding Univibe and vibrato, um, kind of in a full uh full footprint kind of like a wah pedal with a beautiful red and chrome enclosure and it just it does the thing it does the univibe thing and it does it so well it's really syrupy um in the chorus mode which is what you want with a vibe um 
Yeah. And it's finally ended that search because I felt like I was trading uh, pedals, you know, every month. Um, so I'm actually relieved that the journey's over and I found a, a really good Univibe for me. Fantastic. How many, uh, what other ones were you checking out? So I have owned um, the Electro Harmonics one before. I had tried uh, a Boss version, um, sort of their bigger enclosure uh, multi-modulation pedal. And that actually got pretty close for a digital one. And I also had the, the Treadle version of, um, I'm blanking on the name, um, out of California. He makes the OCD. Oh, full tone. Um, yeah, I had a full tone, which was pretty close. Um, and there's been a couple others in there. But uh, the Rotovibe is great because you can dial in the speed and depth um, on the fly without an expression pedal because the Univibe is kind of like its own expression pedal in this layout. Um, so just use your, your toe for the, uh, the depth. It's kind of like on a roller. Yeah. And then move the whole pedal for the speed and so yeah that works really well for me and my purposes awesome awesome tony you uh have a, a vibe that you like yeah it's it's the dunlop Roto vibe what tell, so what, what's up with that i just like the way it sounds i mean it's and i like the packaging too i mean it's a it's a, it's a comfortable pedal to play yeah i mean sometimes the univibes are a little i don't know they're they're a little it's awkward. always about the package with you it's always about the package. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I it's you know, I I think you can get some really cool sounds. I mean, you can get you know the everything from a nice swishy kind of almost uh, I mean, almost a phasing kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it it does give you the option to either do a, a rotary sound or mm -hmm. a, vi a vibrato. I like uh, on some things, if especially if you're just kind of playing a little bit more open just a little just that l subtle movement that you can't really it isn't it isn't oh there's a phaser oh there's a flanger it's like it just has that just you know motion yeah it's kind of nice i suppose if i really knew how to use it it would sound even better <laughs> <laughs> i'll show you how to play guitar someday please uh, <laughs> uh Note to the audience, Tony can play circles around Todd. No. Uh, anyways, Tyler, what's number two? Uh, number two would be the True Fi Rage Master in oh, yeah. Sparkle Purple. Ooh, Sparkle Purple. Jared, you have anything to say about that? Of course. <laughs> I love Sparkle Purple. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really really great rage master and uh i i had never had a rage master before the true fi but this this pedal actually has a cool story last christmas i put like 10 different pedals on uh like a wish list for my wife and i wanted her to surprise me and there were a few true fies on there and uh ended up with uh, a rage master and uh it's just really great it's almost like you could get octave fuzz tones out of it. Uh, you really cut through in a mix. It's an all-around good booster. Um, get a lot of really good dirt and grit. And this one has um, three different positions, kind of a toggle switch, which really will you know elevate uh, the mids or obviously the treble, which is what it does. And uh, just it also really looks super cool. 
It's kind of got like uh, old school 70s look to all the TruFi pedals. Some of them come in like a hammered uh, hammered metal finish. Uh, really classic. It looks like the, the old fuzz boxes uh, of the, you know, sort of the, the mystical days of classic rock. And uh, yeah, it's a really cool brand. I really like that pedal. Um, and what what is really the pedal actually about, called? Is it? It's not called a Rangemaster, is it? Uh, it might be, it might be a copyright claim, but uh, it, it it's called the, the Rangemaster, I believe. Okay. Um, we we are looking up the TrueFi Purple, and oddly enough, it comes up as a vibe. The the ghost so, vibe. He he does a ton of different finishes, which Got is it. another unique thing about TrueFi pedals. Uh, you can get a, a variety of different like sparkle finishes or sort of that like hammered metal finish, and then some some classic finishes as well. And these pedals don't break the bank either, price wise. They're they're really surprisingly affordable and attainable. Well, interestingly, as Todd was entering in TrueFi. Range master, we got all kinds of ovens, ovens <laughs> that showed up on the on the search. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I yeah. love it. That was, that was weird. It's a very large pedal. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, do you own any other the true five elements? No, um, but uh, I, I have plans to to acquire some more. Um, they're. Their color color driver is really cool, and one of the pedals that uh, kind of started their their pedal building journey uh, lately, and that one's modeled after the Color Sound Overdriver from 1971. Right, Sup- super cool pedal, um, and that's really TrueFi really specializes in in fuzz and um, and sort of the classic the classic pedals and uh, doing new spins on them. Really great quality. Uh, he makes them all himself, so kind of a you know a couple week or a few week wait, but it's well worth it. Um, yeah, and and you're right. I mean, they're not uh, made of unobtainium. I mean, these are brand new. Around like that Range Master looks like uh, 189, um, which uh, you know handmade pedal. And uh, you know what's funny yeah. is I I've, I've actually reached out to TrueFi. I think twice to come on the show. So TrueFi, if you're listening, uh, don't don't make he, don't make him get me back. rejected three times, <laughs> yeah. please. We can't we can't deal with Todd. I, I, I put a bug in his ear too, and he he seemed interested. So who knows? Well, maybe I will uh, try that one more time. Yeah, third time's a charm. Yeah. Yes. What, what? One more thing about his his range master, his you know treble booster pedal is it, you know for that crazy good price range you're kind of mentioning for for pedal heads like us, like he's using really top quality components, and uh, so in this pedal specifically he has the OC forty four, and one of those alone is like thirty three bucks. So it, it really is the the hard to get new old stock uh, going into these things. Yeah. Sounds cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate this further. I'm gonna get this guy on the show, Dad Burn it. <laughs> All right, number three. So number three is the Earthquaker Devices Levitation. Okay. And I I adore this pedal. It is a reverb and it you know, it's so good that it 
was kind of a key decision in me getting rid of my 1960s, and I, I do regret it a little bit, but my 1960s Dan Electro Spring Reverb unit, uh, which was super cool, but not not super reliable. Uh, mm. A, it was pretty much the size of an amp head, and, and B, uh, it only worked in like two positions on the sweep. So, you know, this pedal really takes that classic super, you know, uh, clangy, trashy, uh, reverb, the, the spring reverb, uh, that I love and makes it more high fidelity, much more reliable and smaller footprint. So it's based on, uh, EQD's, uh, ghost echo, um, with some adjustments. And so it'll do everything from, you know, a little, you know, normal slapback to getting really kind of psychedelic <laughs> spring reverb, which is really why I use it. I'm a big fan of old school 50s and 60s blues and, and psychedelic rock. And this really just does the thing. It's super vibey and unique and uh, sounds great. Does it, Black Angels? <laughs> it's actually, um, you just saying the word angels reminds me of, of the art on it. It's got this like crazy uh, high contrast black and white face. And uh, I think it's called the Levitation because it's named after the Levitation um, Music Festival. Um, so, oh, how about that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, all right, number four. Number four is... Uh, a recent pedal that, that came my way and uh, dethroned a pedal, um, which oh. was the original plan, but the Fuzzlands, that oh, is yeah. number four by Wonderful Audio Technology. What? what? Yes. It's, oh, man. How did is, you get that pedal? I I was gifted that pedal by the wonderful folks I'm speaking to, all of you, and also the gratitude and just really charitable spirit of ralph gotchuk indeed um, so we didn't have so great we just it. moved it we just announced the name but ralph yep. ralphie supplied that um to our patrons on patreon so uh, yeah hint hint nudge nudge say no more okay go That's ahead right. tyler <laughs> yeah so i mean there's not much to say other than i love this pedal and i'm still figuring it out and that sort of that journey of exploration with it has been great because I've tried it a million different ways. Um, this was a recent episode, I think, two or three ago. So yeah. if you're a regular listener, you know they do everything in a unique way. They got a, a volume knob and a fuzz knob and then these three cool little tactile toggle switches um, called Roots, Earth, and Nature. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what all that does, but there is not a bad sound in it. Mm -hmm. It does classic fuzz tones so well, modern fuzz tones really well. Ha you're able to gate it. Um, so a lot of functionality, and it's kind of like having a, a fuzz face and a tone bender and more in one little normal-sized uh, enclosure. Yes, um, and I think the unique thing about what you just said is it's not you're you're not choosing just that setting you can get those tones if you want but you can get all the in-between tones too it's not like you know a selector knob you know yeah it cleans up incredibly well with your guitar's volume knob yeah. and that goes for 
P90s and humbuckers and, you know, Strat pickups. I've tried it with all of them. It sounds great on all the guitars. You just need to do, you know, uh, some exploration. Uh, and also a- another unique thing um, about the fuzz lands is if you roll the fuzz, the fuzz uh, dial back on the pedal itself, there's some really, really good tones in there too. And in my experience of being kind of a fuzzaholic and trying a lot of things, that's not the case. You know, most of them only sound good dimed or in one or two sweet spots. Yeah. So having the full sweep on the fuzz lands is just gnarly and, and so inspirational. Yeah. I actually really like the form factor too. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a smaller pedal, but the finish on it is really interesting. It's like that industrial brown sort of textural thing going on, and I, it's just really cool. Yeah, the white chicken head set it off too, and yep. his wife does all the artwork. That's super dope. Yep, indeed, indeed. Well, uh, thank you so much, Tyler, for sharing your four on the floor. Uh, of course. Very cool to find out what uh, people out there are playing. Uh, we love doing this. So, without further ado, adieu, yes, to you and you and you, <laughs> we are going to learn a bit about our friend Tyler here. Now, Tyler is not necessary. He's not a, you know a typical builder that we would like you know that we usually have on the on the show or or touring the world. Uh, playing guitar for some amazing band or something like that. Uh, he's a guy <laughs> like us. <laughs> um, okay. But he's a super guy for us because uh, of his support for our show and for the guitar community. You know, you just rifled off a whole bunch of pedals. Well, those are people who are making those pedals and you're supporting them. And we support that. Um, so, Tyler, I would say uh, you have. The floor. We want to know a whole bunch about you. I, I love starting with like, how did you fall into guitar, man? Yeah, great question. Um, so, it, for for me, I started playing guitar when I was about twelve, um, but I have been playing music a lot longer. So, um, it's really when did I fall into uh, the baritone sax, uh, the Barry sax, <laughs> where sort of my guitar journey begins. Because I really identify more so um, as an instrumentalist and as an improviser. And um, guitar has been my vehicle for, you know, 18 or 19 years. But I've been, I've been playing sax and uh, involved with a number of different things. Um, but my early guitar days, it was a lot of, of thrash metal, uh, old school Metallica, um, Injustice for All era, and uh, Ride the Lightning. Um, I played pointing guitars, <laughs> you know, uh, ESP Explorers covered in diamond plate metal. Um, oh, dear. Are definitely... there any other kind? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, those EMGs and uh, much, much different, uh, you know, much different now in terms of a player. I still love to listen to Metallica and some heavy stuff. Um, but these days I'm much more into, uh, a whole different sort of, sort of musical cornucopia rooted in blues and, uh, jazz, funk and soul, a lot of Motown and R and B. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a tumbling across the genres. <laughs> How does one go from uh, 
<laughs> pointy thrash to blues and R and B. Um, that is that is a really good question. Um, so there was a period where I wasn't playing as often, and so I I sort of my musical horizons broadened a little bit in, in college and grad school, uh, sadly when I wasn't playing as much guitar. Um, and so I think when I was ready to pick it back up again, um, eight or nine years ago, um, you know, I was listening to a lot of Jack White and the black keys and sort of that garage rock and then really started to go deeper and deeper you know, what are my influences, influences. Um, and in my formative years of playing, when I was, you know, 12 and 13, listening to and playing a lot of metal, I was also really, really into Jimi Hendrix and always have been. Um, and so I sort of really moving beyond Hendrix and that thing we all do with our guitar heroes of learning their solos and their songs note for note, and then switching it to who were they listening to? Who were their favorite players? What made them want to play music? Who makes them who they are? Um, so kind of taking them off the pedestal and doing a lot of, a lot of research uh, with sort of music history and discovery and, um, from the, from the time I started playing up until now, whether I was playing saxophone or guitar or, or what have you, um, I've sort of always been doing so in an analog way um, where you hear a lot of you know, contemporary, contemporary players talking about doing things the old school way and listening to a record um, from stop to finish over and over again, you know, putting the needle back and just running it again until you get it. And I have found over the years, especially as of late, that learning music and songs and playing emotively and capturing uh, the magic and seeing where you fit is the most exciting and thrilling thing for me. Um, so yeah, I, I have a lot of tastes, uh, a lot of influences, um, but really the, the real joy is is playing music and playing it in the moment and improvising. I can get behind that. Okay, well, the burning question, I'm sure you've been asked a million times, what is the KC in your name stand for? <laughs> that... That stands for Kansas City, and that is my legal middle name, and uh, thanks is, to my dad. And it's not KC in the Sunshine Band, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> so no sir. Tyler, Tyler Kansas, Kansas City, City Rhodes. Rhodes. That's Jeez, cool. That's it. amazing. I love that. I love it. Yeah. That, that's uh, uh, it's my... fantastic. I think that you just made all of us jealous of a uh, cool middle name. <laughs> that is you a cool know, name. As, as a kid, I didn't like it so much, but I really dig it now, um, especially having lost my dad in the last few years. Um, ah. You know, it's it's something he, you know, he gave me, you know, uh, a unique middle name. And uh, I need to actually get to Kansas City so I can see sort of the namesake. I've never even been, which is wild. Um, well, which but I one do is know it? a lot of great. That's. Oh, no. Probably Kansas so, City, Missouri. Or, or Kansas City, Kansas. Or Kansas City, Kansas. But at any rate, 
it's in the general same general area and it really is a hotbed like Nashville of really great um, blues and jazz and and jump blues and so it would it would really sort of be like a a, a good journey to to go on and experience uh, what that place is all about so it's definitely uh, future future travels nice now you know when it comes to uh, blues and stuff I have to I freely admit I am not like a blues aficionado I I like a little bit. I I, I I can't. Well, even the way you say aficionado. Aficionado. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I it's just not something that has necessarily like stuck on me, which is really weird because if I, if I'm with a bunch of people and they're like, "Hey, who's your favorite blues artist?" I'm like, "I don't really like the blues that much." Um, they just shred me to pieces. They're like, you know rock and roll is based on the blues. How can you like rock and roll and not the blues? Sure, it's, sure. Like, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I, I haven't, uh, I, I guess I just haven't, um, you know, uh, gotten into it. I, you know, no other way to put that. Um, you can like whatever you want, old buddy. Yeah, thanks. Um, but I, what I do appreciate about the blues is that even though you know you can say, oh, it's the blues, and now all of a sudden it's in a box, but every player, kind, you know, has its own spit. The you know the the simplicity of the blues um, is marked by how it is approached. So me, like how BB King plays it. Versus like how like Jeff Beck plays it or something like that. Every everyone has their their fingerprint, and you know, fair play to you, Todd. You know, we all like what we like, and we all have that which fills our creative cups. Um, but yeah, uh, just mentioning BB King and and you know uh, Albert King uh, and Freddie King, the the three kings. That's right. Uh, three completely different schools of the blues. Three completely different vibratos. And, um, you know, just I would encourage you to just sit and listen with it, even as an experiment. Um, there's just so much uh, great soul and emotive playing uh, in all of those all of those cats. Yeah, Is I think it, it's almost better to see someone live. I, I would agree with that, because sometimes listening to a recorded version doesn't you don't get the full impact. You don't get the face. You don't get the face. You don't see the hands moving. It's now, okay, that begs a question, Tyler. You just dipped into to bass as well. Now, yes. What do you think carries more magical power, the blues face or the bass face? <laughs> Oof. You know, I, it's in my humble opinion, it's it's probably the blues face, uh, which is really just kind of a a way of saying guitar face in general, which is, is pretty insufferable. <laughs> I know I make atrocious faces when I'm playing and, and I don't even really know I'm doing it and I, I can't help it, but it's, it's all part of, you know, passion playing and being in the moment. Mm, indeed. Yes. I, uh, it is interesting to see different people's, uh, John Mayer has got a mug when he's doing it. That's for sure. And, uh, I think most players they they just they're so you know, absorbed into what they're doing that you know sometimes they forget I were, they're supposed I, to look pretty. I have actually thought about starting to chew gum while I play guitar. I'm not kidding. I'm not making a joke because what I found is like I think I just clench my teeth. So hard. <laughs> 
saying? Please let this be over soon. <laughs> I, I like. I look at all my pictures. And I'm like, I look. I could not look more disinterested in so many pictures, and that's not the case at all. Like, I I'm like completely energized, but I don't know. I just don't have the. I don't have a, the face. Um, no. Yeah, the guy that we were talking about in the, in the gods. He got he put he took all the faces and put it into one. Oh yeah, uh, Steve Steve uh, uh, Michaels Mike Michaels. Uh, uh, Anyway, last name, but yeah, Steve. that guy. Holy moly, Steve. Yeah, I I think I mentioned he he kind of looked like uh, one of the melting uh, bad guys in in. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> he did kind of oh, have that. One of my very, one of my very favorite movies. I actually have an Indiana Jones tattoo. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, of yeah. of what? Not that guy, right? Not the melting Nazi yeah, guy. That would no, be a bad tattoo. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, guy. no. Uh, uh, just sort of like a, a whip in his hat. Uh, oh. It was actually a movie I, I used to watch a lot with with my grandmother. Um, is as weird as that may sound, we we watched the Indiana Jones trilogy a lot. Uh, growing up, I've probably seen each movie fifty plus times. Um, wow, nice, nice. Yeah. So was the whip in the hat hers, or was it Indy's? <laughs> Why you got to throw him for a loop like that? <laughs> it's not fair, Todd. I'm sorry. Name, is my name Jared, Todd? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <I know. laughs> weird crap all the time, man. No, me. but but not to get super serious. In addition to sort of being like a, a memorial uh, to 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 my nana and the, the time we spent together, um, I also got this uh, a few years ago. Uh, after Charlottesville, because my wife and I were were in Charlottesville when all of that went down, and uh, it's a crazy day. Uh, I never thought I would see actual, you know, uh, Nazis in my lifetime, but I was I was glad to be there, counter demonstrating, you know, for our values of social justice and equality, you know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. kind of a double meeting tattoo. Uh, That's awesome. I like that. I have a grandma tattoo too. Tattoo nice. too, too? Yes. I gotta get me a grandma yeah, tattoo. It's, Man, uh, I want to be cool. It is. Uh, it's on the inside of my arm. It looks uh, like my, exactly like a jean jacket behind my bicep. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I tattooed a jean jacket on me. Um, and uh, she was uh, since we're you know sharing sentimentalities, which I really appreciate that about you. Um, and I kind of knew that going in, based on like a lot of the guitar stuff you share. Uh, sure. Is that it, so? When she was a kid. Uh, she was growing up in the 20s in Wyoming. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Rough area. You just think about that, right? And so her dad owned a hotel there, oh, and boy. she was – it was just him and her. And when she – yeah, a lot of hard things happened, and she, she – um, before she passed, she gave me um, a key that she kept from the hotel. Oh, wow. And – uh, she said, "I think you're the only one that could can appreciate this." And she gave it to me, and and uh, so I, I immediately like rushed off and got that uh, tattooed. And then you, the, she kind of had nicknames for all of her grandkids and stuff. And mine was Deerheart, so it says Deerheart. Yeah. I thought it would be keyboard. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I, I, I I feel you on that. Well, that's nice. Yes. So, um, let's see. 
Well, uh, on to more important uh, things, yes. if there could be more uh, important things. A little different. Uh, yeah, I, I, different. That's just a grandmother tattoo. <laughs> uh, I got to get one, too. Yeah. Dang. So, yes, you bought a base, but the one thing that I really want to know about is this. Uh, well, wait, what kind of base? Oh, that's right. We were supposed to. T- uh, yeah, yeah, tell us about the base, man. Base. Yeah. So it is an Epiphone Newport. Yes. Uh, short scale, 30 inch. Uh, and I have always, always wanted uh, a Pella Blue guitar. And this is called Pacific Blue, but it is, it's right there in that sweet spot. It is, it's a Pella Blue bass and it is sick and it is accessible for a convert like me. I'm really going to play it to become a better guitar player, but it's, it's got, it, great setup, you know, right straight from the store. Uh, sounds phenomenal, really simple volume tone, uh, a cool bridge. It's got a mini humbucker and a big bass humbucker in the neck. Um, definitely uh, a lot to figure out uh, as I'm on this new bass horizon. Yeah, nice. I love the full metal enclosure on that um, on that pickup. I think that's really cool. I like big hardware, and I cannot lie. <laughs> oh, and uh, it's got the uh, the piece de resistance that bikini badge. Oh, uh, the bikini the badge. Yes. Yeah, really cool. No, they did a good job on that reissue, and, and it's very reasonably priced. I mean, forty nine, brand I mean, new. That's, that's ridiculous. And it's and it's something different. And and I think for a lot of guitar players, a short scale bass is a little easier to maneuver around. Yeah. Uh, myself included. Oh, definitely. Um, and and that's you know I I saw one of these and it was one of the musicians' friends' stupid deal of the day uh, or something. How did you not buy that? You I, sh- I know stuff. I should have, but I didn't. I'm sorry, Todd. Yeah, sorry. Well, to it looks it's it's akin to the Wilshire. It's very akin. It's the same body. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's really cool. So you got the Pelham Blue one. Can't go uh, wrong with I, Pelham Blue. Yeah, and it's got the the symmetrical double cut it, it's kind of like um a perfect clone of the epiphone coronet yep. that that junior with the one p90 um which is a super cool guitar yep. played a couple of vintage versions of those uh wasn't able to add them to the collection but really cool so yeah it's kind of the base version of one of my favorite guitars nice now what are you playing that through so uh, I'm open to suggestions. I still need a bass amp. Do you I, need I a bass just, amp or do you need something to play bass at home, like like through headphones and stuff? You know, um, either or. And, and honestly, at this stage, I'm actually fine, uh, as sacrilege as it may sound, not having anything because I think really playing it acoustically – uh, along with uh, some tracks, uh, some records, and some YouTube, you know, KEXP concerts of bands I really dig, uh, like Krungbin and the JD Simo Trio, uh, stuff like that, that really, you know, fuels my creativity and it sparks interest, uh, will be good. So keeping that at a reasonable volume and then keeping the bass close and yeah. really just trying to, to learn the old school way. Uh, is is more than enough for me uh, for a you know a second interest because I think I'm always kind of going to be a guitar guy first. Yeah. Well, there's you know luckily there are a lot of really good practice amplifiers too that won't break the budget. Um, you know, almost every major manufacturer makes one, and they all usually have 
you know, recording outs and, and, uh, or even I, I think some of them probably have USB outs so you can go through your computer and, and, and do it yeah. that way too. But, or head, <coughs> headphone jacks. I mean, yeah, those, those, those are like perfect. a Sans amp or something like just yeah. going out to, to, uh, uh, to like a USB yeah. device. You could do that. Yeah. Plenty of options out there for sure. All right, enough bass talk. You talked about your collection, <laughs> adding I, to your collection. I, enough about the bass talk. Yes. Uh, the one I want to dig into. With, it has to do with his collection. Well, his ex-collection. His, yeah. <laughs> that is, I his, still got a few, boys. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. But I want to talk about this 1957 Les Paul Jr. that you uh, recently posted that took away... A good chunk of your collection. Tell us. Oh, so that, <laughs> oh man, the, the story's not as cool because I didn't do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I, I said uh, I I was contemplating it and I, and I thought about it strongly. But when I went back, it was already sold. You've got to uh, jump on those things. Yeah. 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 Uh, isn't that mental? You ago. have to jump on a guitar that like is as much as a, house, a down payment on a house. <laughs> well, uh, I don't want to push my luck, Todd, because my wife is uh, a wonderful, patient, a fantastic uh, human being. And a year and, and a half ago, and she's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, a year and a half ago, I I dropped. Uh, 1957 Gibson Les Paul Jr. money on on a car on my uh, 1965 uh, Galaxy 500, kind of yeah. like a, a Chevy Nova on steroids, but yeah. it doesn't have door posts. It's a really, really great cruiser. Um, That's super My cool. best friend, who I'm in uh, another band with, uh, that we're more of a studio side project at, at this point, um, the Flat 50s, we do a lot of, you know, psychedelic uh takes on old school blues uh our own way but my best friend i've known ben since we were in first grade and we were in high school you know marching band and jazz band and symphonic band together um and we reconnected you know seven or eight years ago when i started playing guitar again um and he drives a 1953 uh, Ford F100 uh, pickup truck with white walls. Ooh. And so we hang and jam a lot, um, mostly old school blues, uh, soul, um, you know, uh, but kindred spirits and old souls. So I already kind of, I got the dream car, so I can't have the dream guitar uh, quite yet. Right. We'll, we'll be patient. <laughs> Patience. Is a virtue. Is a virtue, yes. Now, would you would you say, okay, I may not be able to have one of the holy grails, but I could do something along the lines of like, I don't know, like a rock and roll relics version or something like that. Yeah, those those are phenomenal. Uh, I love I love rock and roll relics. I've played a few at this great shop uh, here. Uh, in New England, up in New Hampshire, called the Manchester Music Mill, and they get uh, some rock and roll relics uh, from time to time. And yeah. I played a killer uh, TV Yellow uh, single cut Junior a few years ago. Really phenomenal guitar. Had a stinger. I'm a sucker for a stinger. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, really, one of my main guitars, which has spoiled me for uh, of a lot of. Uh, 
instruments and saved me from uh, the gas we all suffer from is I was telling Jared about this uh, before you, you hopped on is my Gibson SG junior mm. um, from like 2019 or 2020, one of the more recent ones. It is just, I mean, for a junior and for just having a rap tail, you know, and an SG, such a light guitar, it never, ever goes out of tune, you know? Like, and I don't even need to knock on wood about that. I have played outdoor gigs, gigs in the cold. I've, I've come down to the basement, you know, like the thing is just always ready to rock and it sounds so great. And that P90 is is just killer. And it finally got me using my volume in, in tone controls instead of leaving them dimed at 10 at all times. So there's been a lot of uh, really good discovery there as a player and in, in growth sort of in, in restraint and exploring, you know, some rolled off tones and things like that. Nice. I, you know, the, the SG juniors are really special guitars. I mean, I've played a number of vintage ones. I've had a couple of the reissues and they're just, you know, I love the simplicity. That's, I, I love Les Paul juniors. I love SG juniors. I love one pickup guitars. And I, there's just something about the simplicity of it, the, the lack of, you know, some people will claim that, you know, having a neck pickup, you know, makes the strings vibrate less. There might be something to that. I don't know. I, th- I just think a single pickup guitar looks cooler than... If you had neodymium magnets in the neck position, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, but not, it affects well, not the stuff. magnetic bloom, Daka. Mm, yes. Rocks for Todd. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something. I mean, uh, now there's something to it because if you take uh, a Telecaster versus an Esquire, which does not have a neck pickup, yeah, there's something different going on there. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. We could, we could have a whole show about single pickup guitars. Maybe we should. Well, I I think that would make for an excellent 101. That's yeah. We'd love that. I can, uh, well, let's, that's something we can consider. Let's let's throw that one into the. Should. I mean, we just con- I just converted an epi- or a, well, uh, it wasn't epi- yes. but an explorer yep. into a single pickup. Yes, you did. Yeah, I saw you. All do by it. my hands. I saw you do it. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> uh, nice. Is that one of the pure Salem's? Which one did you do that to? No, that is. Uh, well, you did it to the pure Salem. Too, I did you? it to the pure Salem, the Brutus, which is the is their version of the V. Uh, which turned out awesome, and I put uh, a Brandon wound um, uh, special. You know, custom, he did a custom uh, twelve screw uh, pickup for me, and so I have that in most of my guitars. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and it, I found that uh, the Epiphone Explorer, literally with the plastic still on all the parts, and I got that <laughs> stupid cheap, redonkerous. Oh man. And nice. immediately just said, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make this a single pickup. Well, no, that wasn't the first thing you said. The first thing is, oh. I've got to get a gold sparkle guard. That for is this. true. That I, I did then, immediately put. Then, then you send me a photo. I wanted it to look like this. Yes, I put a gold. I put a. It's a huge. That's <laughs> a big pickup nah, guard. It's yeah. not that big. Yeah. Anyways, um, back to our Tyler. Here. Okay, I'm sorry. Now we got off track. Yeah. Uh, so Tyler, you. Did move a lot of guitars, yes? Um, I've, I've actually been uh, thinning the herd for, for a little bit here, 
just, you know, a little bit for car parts <laughs> now that okay. I uh, am a bumbling hot rodder, right? Trying to figure that scene out. Um, but mainly mainly for the simplicity. Like I'm really a, a single pickup convert and I had waited way too long to discover the magic uh, of P90s in general. And so having, you know, an SG Junior with a P90 man, like, covers a lot of ground. And I've had a lot of guitars that just sort of been sitting. And, uh, you know, with maintenance and upkeep and always reaching for the same one or two guitars, I've uh, been downsizing a little bit, um, which I've enjoyed. Um, I still, you know have my sights set on dream gear and will acquire it making plans and things like that. Um, but really getting rid of filler gear is something that has been going on with my pedal board and my guitar collection. And so, you know, that's where the, the acquisition of, of the bass came in. Like I want to grow as a musician and as an improviser and as a bandmate. Um, and so picking up the bass will, will help me with, with rhythm and timing and uh, keeping a good foundation going. And it's, it's weird, but a cool journey to, to watch sort of my musical priorities and gear priorities kind of change in real time. So thrilled to add the bass, uh, really digging, uh, playing on juniors. Uh, and yeah, rock and roll relics is Super, super inspiring. That might yeah. be a future acquisition. Well, I uh, mean, even a vintage the, junior of some kind. Even the, yeah, the, even the the redo the the newer Gibson uh, juniors are you know it's like I'd love to get oh, my yeah. hands on one of those. For sure, fantastic. Now you you're gonna do the burst or are you gonna do the black one? If I were to get a new like <laughs> a, a new junior of some kind, yes, I, I would probably. Probably, I'd probably go TV yellow with oh. a five ply black guard or something something wild like a, a sparkle finish or maybe like a, a sparkle sunburst or a sparkle sienna burst uh, would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I like the yeah. way you're thinking about that. Now, one of the guitars that you got, the, the, the whole reason that I even like got wind of this is because you put up... Um, a guitar that you've posted many times, which is your your V uh, that had your KC on it and all that stuff. And I was like, what? Yeah. So that was actually a perfect segue uh, to what's been going on uh, in my broader music world and uh, Ben's music world, who I told you about. Yeah. Uh, my best friend and uh, one of my bandmates in one of my bands. Um, so this, this, the white flying V uh, I posted was really, I have been modding guitars off and on, uh, learning a lot as I go, um, failing up, uh, you know, developing future strengths, as I like to say, and uh, starting to get into a bit of a rhythm. And this was a guitar I was really uh, excited about. Um, uh, when I was building it, and it sounds great. Um, but I actually have my sights set on uh, a Flying V made by a local builder here uh, in Massachusetts called Carlino Guitars. So I'm, I'm thinking about having him make me a Flying V Junior Carina and so needed needed some investment. <laughs> so that's why this one's going, but 
it was a labor of love in building it. Um, I put in Seymour Duncan Pearly Gates. So we talked at the top of the hour, right, about my love of all things ZZ Top, especially the first four albums. Um, those pickups sound great. Um, Tony did an amazing uh, aged Perloid pickguard and humbucker rings for her. Um, I did my take on a relic, making it, you know, uh, definitely an acquired taste. Um, but I've been doing that to certain guitars that will take checking in uh, a way, sort of a unique way I learned. And I'm really pleased with the result. And so I put a lot into it and also uh, making it harder to sell. But a really cool piece for the right uh, guy or gal is I took a badge from a 1965 Galaxy 500 and uh, put that on there. Um, and that to me reminds me a little bit of what uh, Seeger Guitars is doing up in Maine and their uh, muscle guitars. They're, yeah. they're definitely yeah. have that kind of classic hot rod vibe going. And so, you know, uh, that, that badge, I think, looks super mean on it. And, uh, yeah, but that guitar was one of the ones where I feel like I've kind of come into my own in, in learning a little bit, you know, busting out the soldering iron under the, the watchful guise of my buddy Jonas, who does a lot of uh, guitar modding and electronics work with guitars and amps. He's kind of uh, becoming a... a little bit of a local ant builder here up uh, in New England and New Hampshire. So he's taught me a lot about, you know, soldering and doing things the right way, putting in wiring harnesses. So uh, that V has a new wiring harness, uh, an Emerson, um, which really works well with the pickups. And I've been modding some other guitars uh, with my friend Ben, um, kind of as a hobby, um, but it's, it's sort of turned into something we're really excited about doing more of and uh, going to start building uh, some of our own from scratch here. You know, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But it's nice. really uh, a cool side project, uh, jumping in with both feet. That's cool, man. You got a lot, of, uh, a lot of passions to follow, which is a good thing to have in life. Absolutely. And a lot, I'm surrounded by a lot of really... Uh, really good friends, um, and really good people in the industry that are doing cool things, um, you know, locally and regionally and across the board. Um, so it's really cool. This is a, an amazing community to be a part of, um, really accessible, really inspiring and empowering folks. Um, it's great to, to talk with, talk with you all, uh, to chat with Ralph, you know, to talk with, with TrueFi and just reach out to some of these builders and, and talk, talk shop. And it is amazing how many. I mean, you know, if if you're really interested in 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 purchasing something, not even if you just need some information on things, most of these boutique and small builders, if you pick up a phone or shoot an email, you're going to get an answer because they Absolutely. love they love this stuff as much as 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 you do probably. All right, Tyler. Um, well, as we always say, whenever we have the poobahs on, the floor is yours now, and uh, you know. Anything you have to add or share? Yeah, um, I would like to kind of talk a little bit about uh, some of the other guitars I've uh, been working on uh, with uh, my buddy Ben. 
uh, and just kind of uh, some of those projects. Sure. Yeah. So we recently uh, finished uh, with a really unique, uh, unique kind of oddball Gibson. It is uh, a 335. It started life as a 335 junior with no f holes all blacked out gothic gothic tuning pegs uh really kind of a darker silkscreen gibson logo and one dirty finger pickup and we had the idea to make that into uh sort of a, a keith richards inspired guitar you know a keith guitar so we added a 1960s big B b5 uh, from an old Harmony rocket and put on some gold hardware. Uh, and my God, <laughs> if you've never installed the Bigsby, that is, it's like guitar surgery. And I, I'm thrilled we pulled it off. Uh, works great. Um, and uh, it's it sounds killer. Um, you put in some old school uh, tulip style gold uh, Grover tuners and the thing just sings, and it's. I really dig the aesthetic it has on it now. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. the the, uh, the that's the, kind of a, a trippy thing because when you get the those gothic ones that are completely blacked out, uh, you really have to do an awful lot to get them unblacked out. Yeah, uh, there, there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of hardware that went on it, and uh, kind of the right balance. We we swapped some components a little bit here and there uh -huh. uh, for the aesthetics, but we we kind of obsess over little details like what type of pickup rig will look right, uh, or even down to doing like four different versions of knobs until we we got sort of the right recipe of what we were thinking and envisioning. Um, uh, similar to that, we took um, a 50s tribute, uh, Les Paul, Gold Top, um, kind of a, a cooler, uh, somewhat rarer uh, model from the middle 2000s where it was kind of like a matte gold finish with no binding on the neck or body, but it had the trapezoid uh, moto inlays, which was kind of cool. Um, and then put vintage style tuners on it and just some, some cream covers. Uh, again, uh, added a new wiring harness, just a little bit of extra love to it. And uh, sort of really, really took it to uh, a different look and different feel. And um, that guitar has kind of been in our, our, our mutual collection uh, for a number of years, but it was it was cool to give it a facelift and sort of learn along the way, you know, bust out the soldering iron, bust out the tools. Nice. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, little projects, little customizations. It keeps, keeps the fire a burning and the economy moving and the economy. <laughs> <a> moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, really cool, man. I really appreciate you sharing all that stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you have the spirit of, somebody who has a lot of uh, love and care and passion for the things that you're doing. And um, we celebrate that, you know, so. Well, thanks guys. Absolutely. And we really appreciate 
your sponsorship of of the podcast and i mean it's it's so important to us to have f- folks like you help us along 100%. the way and yep. and you know and i think we all share the the common love of you know guitars and gear and i mean i, mean, I imagine anybody that you know that we talk to or or is a sponsor it has the same issues that we yeah. all do and those that aren't yeah. or can't or yeah. don't want to as well yeah <laughs> but yeah we, we really appreciate the, the things that you do for us indeed uh that goes right back at you guys uh you're you're a source of inspiration and joy um creativity uh knowledge in in dark times you you've helped a lot of people you've kept us motivated and inspired uh, to be our authentic selves, you know, and uh, it's deeply appreciated and uh, not just by me, but by everyone. So thank you for, for being here. Cool. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. That is humbling. Thank you. Um, all right, guys, let's uh, fire. We, we're firing, firing up, up the, the Galaxy 5. And fire, yeah, we'll take the Galaxy. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Take Sister Rosetta for a spin. Yeah. Sister Rosetta. Oh, that's, the, uh, that's cool. You could put... Uh, Small block 390 or uh, 352 uh, big block Windsor Windsor or Cleveland I I need to look into that my dad was the mechanic and I lost him (laughs) so I'm fledgling but uh, keeping the spirit alive best I can rabbit hole alert sorry about that (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna take the old Galaxy 500 down to Nashville to my house we're gonna play a little game of uh, would you rather? What? <laughs> I think two glasses just shattered yeah, here. Holy mackerel. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Our guy, Karsten Timothy Carroll. Yes, Karsten. Sent us this would you rather, along with that. Uh, excellent note in the beginning of our show that you've heard, and uh, he sent a he sent a real good one, man. It's a cooker, and it goes a little something like this, guys. So you're walking down the street to your favorite guitar store when suddenly you're stopped by a mysterious stranger. Hello. He, he reveals himself to be a mischievous, mischievous musical genie. I love musical genies. Yes. I love musical genies, man. He wants to know whether you play guitar for the love of guitar or for the love of the gear. Mm. He gives you two options. He says, hey, number one, you can never play a six-string guitar again, but you can play the four-string bass. Any brand, any model, you can still play whatever amp you want, as well as as many pedals as you desire. But it's got to be the bass. That's it. Or number two, this is your second choice. You can play the six string, but you can only play a 1988 USA made PV Predator. (laughs) a A Boss SD1, which is the standard model. And one other pedal, $100 and under. Of your choice, and a 2005 Marshall MG 100 HD FX 100 watt solid state head mm. with matching 412 cab. 
You can never play any you other. You have to stay unbiased, Jared. <laughs> well, guys, it's solid state. It's he's it's you got to take the worst of the you know the best of the worst yeah. uh, option, which is my favorite. Would you rather? By the way, this is fantastic. Okay, and that's from our pal Karsten Timothy Carroll. Very good job. All right. Ooh, this is rough. This is really rough. Uh, Tanya? Yeah? You're going to go ahead and give us uh, your best interpretation of the Polska Kielbasa Queen (laughs) of 1981 through 1986, and again 1993, skipping 94, and back to 95. (laughs) Mm, That's a nice kielbasa. What are you doing? Uh, wow. You know, honestly, I don't mind playing bass, but Todd and I were talking about this a week or two ago. And um, the only thing I can't do is sing and play bass at the same time. I don't know what it is. I've got like this mental block. But I guess it really doesn't matter. I, I, <laughs> PV Predator. <laughs> That's funny. Predator. Uh, and actually, the USA PV models aren't all bad. I mean, they're 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 much better than some latter day stuff that uh, you know was made overseas. But the the US models um, are, are are actually pretty decent. So yeah, the guitar yeah. doesn't bother me, but the rest of that that rig, <laughs> with, yeah, that's Come that, on, that's, that's that's like dumpsterville. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, give up the six string and play a basso profundo. Eh. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Do I have okay. to pick my bass that I want? Uh, yeah. yeah. What is it going to be? <sighs> Too late. <laughs> I'm going to play a PVT-40. <laughs> there you are. Yep. My guy. Yep, through an all PV rig. There you go. <laughs> that's that's pretty genius. Hey, that would sound great. I'll loan you Stinky. Yeah, no, you can, no. You can play Stinky. It's got, it's got to be a T forty, like Linrid Stinky. All right. Yeah. Okay, Jared, what are you doing? Mm. Sorry, s- sip of bourbon here. <laughs> what kind of bourbon is it? This is it's a uh, Knob Creek smoked maple. Uh, I tell you what. This is a really, really good one. It's about got me stumped because I I could be totally satisfied doing either of these. Hmm. Um, I'm going to team up with good old Uncle Tony Balonsky here. I'm going to go bass, man. You're going to have an all bass bass. band, just like just like Spinal Tap. I'm, you know, I I love Gibson and they're my dream job, but I'm going to have an all Fender bass rig. No. They make the best bases in the world. One of them. Wow. One of the best bases in the world. I mean, yeah. Gip- Gibson makes some pretty nice bases. They do. They're they're awesome base makers. But you know, Fender. Come on, you can't beat a jazz or a, a, a precision, right? Well, those. I are mean, that, they're, yeah. they're just, that is the yeah. The, the I mean, I love my EBOs too. My EBs. Are, oh, and oh, those EB3. are those are super cool. Like the, the SG yeah, bases. I love those. Yep, yep, I have. I've owned them. And I love those are probably my favorite bases of all time, the EBs. But uh, for this, would you rather? I'm going to go Fender. Uh, give me a Fender Precision bass and a Fender Basement. Hmm. 
Wow. No effects. No right. effects. No effects just, needed. Just straight through. Okay. Uh, Tyler, how about yourself? Yeah, this is this is a very interesting uh, interesting question in general. Great, would you uh, rather? Uh, but super interesting uh, and serendipitous for me, who just switched over to learning base. You know, I, I think in the spirit of that, I'm, I'm going to go with the base um, for a number of reasons. Uh, it's not necessarily the access to whatever base I want, although it would probably be a Rick. Uh, or one of the EB3s, because uh, I know you're wondering. Um, yes. But it's really, you know, it's about the music for me and uh, being able to kind of just really get into it. And, you know, not to be cheesy, but I'm going to borrow sort of from Hendrix, you know, don't use your brain, brain to play, let your fingers, you know, let your feelings guide your fingers, right? Like it's it's about the exploration it's about uh, just making the notes, playing emotively, and you can do that on anything. And so, yeah, I, I'd go with the bass. What, what are you doing, Uncle Todd? Oh my gosh, I come on, uh, really stymied Sorry. right now. Um, You're doing. I, I I have a couple of basses at home, and I really like playing them. Um, Even stinky. It's, yeah, stinky included. Um, oh. But I think I think I would have to go with the, the and, and you know what? Hey, I I still like that. You know, the eighty eighties PV stuff is you know yeah. It's I mean, good stuff. Uh, that's getting into the later eighties, so I was a little head scratchy. But um, uh, the early eighties stuff and the late seventies stuff is just super cool. Um, but I, you know, obviously, it's not ideal because that's why we have this <laughs> conundrum in front of us and mm-hmm. three out of the four guitar players going, ah, I'm out. I'm playing bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get more gigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the guitar on that one. Ah. Hey. Yeah. Well, and, and this is extra surprising because that model is basically a Stratocaster. Yeah. So, um, that's, <laughs> you're asking an awful Red. lot of me, Karsten. Yeah. You're going to get the one with the Kaler. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll get a black one and put a gold sparkle picard on it. Of course. There you go. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, very clever and thoughtful, uh, would you rather there. So if you have a would you rather yes. out there in the listening land, and uh, you want us to share it, we would love to do that. You can send it to us, and we'll read it. I promise. Stump the stumpers. Yes. All right. We need to thank a few people, Tony. That's right, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people that we love to thank. Why do we love to thank them? Because they make this show possible. What do we call them? We call them our executive producers. Now, an executive producer, yeah, does make this show possible. If you would like to become one of these very nice individuals, very simple. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a friend, a hero, an all around nice person to the podcast. Each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts and opportunities to win some very special giveaways. Oh, we've got giveaways. We've got more giveaways coming. And we've had some in the past. But as an executive producer, there's one thing more 
Uncle Jared, what would that be? Well, you get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D., Richard Kendall, James White, Motander Guitars, Anthony Jamalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk from Wonderful Audio Technology. What? Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tyndall, Trevor Ellenberg, and Christopher Logan. I love it. But wait, Todd, there's more. No. More! More, you say? Yes, we have another special group of executive producers. We call them our Boy. grand poobas. Yes. These fine folks get a fez to wear upon their head. Yes, currently living uh, in the penthouse above the Denny's off Interstate 315. Ooh. Yes. I didn't know there was a penthouse there. Yeah, neither did they. <laughs> Aren't they in for a surprise? So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex yep. Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler, KC Rines, hey, uh, Kansas City, all the way. Yes. LSJ Music Company. John Williams, James Pennington, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, uh, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. Yes. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Vaughn Eppinger. It's Paul Vaughn Eppinger. Note to self. Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn. Scott Sullivan. Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Matt Hart. Enrico Fernando. Moon Guitars. Oh. Oh. And returning to the penthouse suite. Ah. Above the Denny's on Route 315 in beautiful central Ohio. Yes. Adam Johnson. Hey. Welcome back, Adam. Thanks for coming back. What, 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 what? There's another one. This just in. A new member walking into the penthouse suite as we speak. Yes. Ordering the big scrambler. <laughs> Eric Edwards. Yes. Thank hey, you. Welcome. Yes. Welcome aboard. You're in very good company. Yeah. Here's From what I understand, head. what makes that big scrambler unique there is that they. Uh, just like in, in Miami, they take two Coronas and they tip them upside down and put it right into the omelet. <laughs> Is there any other way? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you one and all for supporting our show, including our returning member and our brand new one. Yes. That is so exciting. Thank you so very much. Uh, all right. Tyler KC Rines, thank you. For joining us on this episode, your episode tonight. You're you're very welcome, guys. It
It was an honor and a privilege and a heck of a lot of fun. Good. We didn't mess it up. <laughs> Not too badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people see the things that you're doing? That's an awful lot of them. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, right now, I guess the best place would be my Instagram, uh, Tyler Casey Riffs. Uh, little play on words there. And uh, yeah, there'll be some time b- uh, before uh, Bix Guitars gets off the ground, uh, but we're, we're working on it. So Good. just uh, keep, your, keep your ears and eyes out. I like it. I like it. Tony, how about yourself? Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I do. I've got pictures of stuff that I do. I've got all kinds of stuff on there. I like to make custom pickguards for people so that they can have their own special instrument. Mm. Why have the same thing everybody else has? Right. You know, Todd has to have gold sparkle. That's cool. That's right. Jared has had some very nice things. Tyler had a very nice V uh, made in, in perloid with some special trim rings. And, and so, I'm going to need some Dalmatian torque for the bass. Well, there you go. I know a guy. So head over to pickguardian.com. Check that out. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you're trying to do, and I will take good care of you. Awesome. Jared? Find me on Instagram, jared.allen.brandon. Yay. All right. (laughs) There you go. How do I follow that? Hey, everybody, you can uh, shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram, where you will have the best luck uh, in, I mean, not just in general, like don't go out and, you know, I'm not promising you're going to win the lottery or anything, but you will be able to talk directly to us, and we love to hear you, and we'll share a would you rather or whatever you want to share with us. Maybe you could put your pick of the numbers for that week. I could. I don't even know how and to do that. And somebody might actually that, win the lottery. Be, but that would be different in every state. I can't possibly do that. Oh. Uh, Tony, your short-sighted ideas. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyhow, so uh, as usual, uh, please go listen to the Valentinos on Spotify or wherever yes. you download things. And, uh, hey, protect your knobs Dude. on your HX stump and, you know and other things. Go to Flint effects.com and get yourself hey that's a great stocking stuffer oh my gosh i just thought of this yeah it's it's 10 bucks what's the problem just get one just do it if you know someone that's what it says on our (laughs) t-shirt it's only 10 bucks what's the problem just get one (laughs) make you hollow that's a great that's a great t-shirt anyways uh ladies and gentlemen we are so grateful for your listenership thank you have a fantastic week and subscribe Yes. Tyler, you want to say yes? What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Test. 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 I just, uh, Jared, you might have to back up just a bit um, because you're going to be really bright. That That would be a change. Not funny, Uncle Tony. Tony <laughs> you know I'm just yanking your chains. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Stop yanking. I know. It hurts. It's not funny. I can't hear Jared. Test. There you are. Test. Test. How's that? Test. Say it again. I can't hear you. Test. 
if I come through Nashville, we're 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 gonna hang out. I'm gonna buy you a beer and probably two steaks, knowing you, Jared. And oh, be to, careful what you be careful oh. what you promise. <laughs> That's his middle name, actually, Jared <laughs> Two, two, two steaks, steaks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> two steaks. <laughs> I like it, Mr. Tomahawk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That would make my Hi, day if you went into work <laughs> and everybody just said test at you randomly. Test. That would be the best thing ever. Test. So Gibson employees. We'll put a note. Um, I'm wondering what's holding up Tanya Bolonsky here. He's not at the studio. I don't know where the hell he is. Oh, I, I said a few cool things, but I know Todd's going to. Get rid of him when he claps after what I say. I know it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, thanks, what Jared. Are you talking uh, about? That never happens. <laughs> Jared, are you there? Make those. Yeah. Jared? Yeah. He's talking to Test. Someone. Why are you pretending I'm not here? Test. <laughs> why, why are you pretending I'm not here? Bye. I'm not even going to get off. No, I'm talking like this during my day. I don't know if you know that. Because <laughs> you keep getting test. cut. Test. You keep getting like cut. Like that? No. Tony Baloney! Hello, Jared. Well, anyways, uh, let's not uh, belabor this uh, bedlam. And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.